We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. Lincoln has never been this green or this beautiful in August. We have no reason to think that's going to change. Another week pretty much like last week with clouds and occasional rain, low in the 60s and highs in the 80s. And this segment is possible today because of Lower Platte South Natural Resource District and our two new sponsors, Body Fit Training and Sorghum United. Coming up in the show, Pandemic Puppies, No Puppy is Free, and there's a new initiative to help low-income pet owners. Matt Madchero from Capital Humane Society is going to be in, on the show today. Yes, and selling homes in a crisis, keeping your cool even when emotions are fragile. Tammy Lambie from Woods Brothers and Realtors Association of Lincoln is going to be in. And theft prevention suggestions for business, um, the dark web, cyber hacks. Uh, we'll be talking to Officer Ch Chad Hain from the Lincoln Police Department. Well, Robin, let's talk to our first guest that we have here. Matt, Matt Madchero, Executive Director of Capital Humane Society. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having us. Well, our family rescues Shelties, and I'll tell you, during COVID, we lost some senior-aged dogs, and so yeah, I was looking on the rescue groups to see if we could, you know, we take the older ones. Couldn't find a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a really amazing across the country, this whole adopting, um, and I know it was just that way, generally speaking. So talk a little bit about COVID and coming out of COVID and the supply of yeah. pets. Yeah. So... Kind of, we'll start maybe before COVID. So actually, here at Capital Humane, say if you go back to 2012 and you go 2012 through 2021, the intake of dogs steadily declined year over year. Oh, really? And it just kept going down, and then the intake meaning people turning them over mm -hmm. to the shelter because yep, they don't the want the total them. intake of dogs coming in. Just just each the year. number in in all in total they yep. come into the humane facility yep, just continued to decline year after year and if you actually go back to 2018 2019 there would be times where we would kind of get complaints that we didn't have enough dogs up for adoption and so then the pandemic happens and and uh, intake uh, drastically declined from 2019 to 2020 it was down 20 percent and so you had this situation where you have all these people that are now in the market, so to speak, to want to adopt and acquire a pet. And, and really the intake declined at such a rapid pace that there wasn't necessarily as many available for adoption as the demand was. Then you go to 21 and intake declined another 2%. So from 19 through 21, you're down 22%. Wow. But now what we've seen happen over the last two years, it's going back the other way. And so from 21 uh, to, to 22. So you're getting back to the mean. Yes. Yep. So it went up 14%. And then so far this year, we're up another 12%. And so intake, especially for dogs, is, is really skyrocketing uh, to, you know, really high levels again. Is it a, I can't handle this puppy thing, or is it, I had to go back to work, or a yeah, you, you just wonder it's kind about of a combination of things. Um, one, uh, what we're what we're seeing is we believe there are less pets getting spayed and neutered in the community. Hmm. Simply because, really? um, you know, during COVID, uh, a lot of clinics weren't 
doing surgeries because they weren't essential services in some cases. And then also the cost of veterinary care has drastically increased over the last several years. And then on top of that, during the pandemic, what people weren't doing is they weren't going around other people and they weren't going around other dogs. Yeah. So you have a lot of these kind of teenager dogs that are one to three years old that really as they grew up they weren't getting a lot of basic training they weren't going around and being socialized around a lot of other people and other dogs we have one like that yeah yep and so Mm -hmm. now you have a lot of these dogs that are in a sense just kind of chaotic and uh, now you have people that yeah you know they need a class and classes are expensive yeah i mean just overall cost is up and and now they're traveling more again or going back to work and and you have a situation where some people just aren't willing to work with that pet and then you just also have a lot of pets that aren't getting spayed and neutered and so um, we're seeing a lot more puppies this year than we've seen in many many years you guys are opening a new facility right to deal with the expense of so we opened uh, the positive impact project back in may of 2022 so a little over a year ago so we opened that um out at what you tell the location yeah yeah 16th and south so in the same uh, strip center as uh Metal Art Coffee and Open Harvest. And so we launched that program. It's for income qualified pet owners. And uh, they can come in and they can get preventative vet care uh, for very affordable price. So they can get basic vaccinations, deworming, flea and tick preventative, get their pet microchipped uh, for basically our cost. So somebody that qualifies for the program can come get their dog three basic vaccines, a microchip, flea tick preventative, and deworm for $40. No. Oh. Great. And then there's also a pet food and pet supply pantry that's available for those pet owners as well. And so, you know, if they need help with, uh, you know, food or litter for their cat or other pet supplies, um, you know, those those items are available in the pantry. What is the income threshold for that type of, of, yeah. of person coming in? So they have to be on some sort of government aid to qualify for the positive okay. impact project. So, you know, Medicaid, SNAP, WIC. Uh, child care assistance, housing assistance, anything like that, they would qualify for the program. So you bring something with you and yep. you don't, do you need to make an appointment? You just walk in with your nope. paperwork and. Yep. So those pet owners, the, uh, we call it the pause program for short because positive impacts a little bit long and a mouthful, but it's open every Tuesday afternoon over at 16th and South from one to 4 PM. So it's not a, you know, seven day a week, nope. 10, nope. 10 to six. This is only on Tuesday. And Thursday, so we go every other Thursday. So every Tuesday from 1 to 4, and then every other Thursday from 1 to 4 at that 16th and South location. And it is walk-in. No appointment needed. Folks come in with their pet, uh, form of identification, and then proof of whatever uh, government assistance or aid that they are receiving. I was sitting there thinking to myself, what sort of layer of you know, management where you're going to have to deal with to say, oh, you're low income. And I love what you did. You just yeah. made it easy. Yeah. You just yep. said, bring, bring one of your other uh, documents. Forms yep. of identification. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose they need to watch a, a Facebook page or the Capital Humane Society website, you know, if they can't remember what time mm-hmm. you're open. Yeah. And we, and we wanted to try and keep it as simple as possible for folks, you know, and consistent too. So that's why, you know, we, we picked a day and uh you know stick to it so it's every tuesday you know one to four and so uh easy for people to remember remember, yep and not constantly changing 
Um, the other thing, too, is back in November, we added to the program. We added vouchers uh, because we were one of the recipients of the Big Give uh, yeah. last fall. Right. And so we added voucher assistance. So these same pet owners uh, through the PAWS program, they can apply for vouchers to get help with spaying and neutering their dog, um, behavior and training assistance. So, you know, the, the cost to go to a trainer, it can be fairly expensive. So helping pay for that feed so they can take their dog uh, to a trainer. So, that, you know, ultimately they don't have to surrender it. And then also uh, grooming assistance and then also assistance with landlord pet deposits. Because uh, that's a, another barrier for a lot of folks to keep their pets. And so those vouchers have been a huge uh, help for a lot of pet owners in the community, too. This is across the street from Lincoln General yes. Hospital, now called Brian West, for those who've <laughs> lived in Lincoln forever. Um, and in the Strip Center next to Meadow Lark Coffee. Yep. Um, so look for them there real fast. We're going to let you out of here. But what animal type most needs a home? needs to be adopted today yeah so right now it's uh, it's cats and it's uh, adult cats and adult so cats. obviously there's lots of kittens this time of year and they need homes too but this is the time of year where the adult cats tend to get overlooked a little bit because yes. kittens are cute and, and fluffy and all of that so those older cats are, By are definitely August, the ones. they're not cute yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much um for the wonderful work that you do matt macharo from capital humane society when we come back tammy lambie from Wood brothers will be in what happens if you are in a crisis situation and have to sell your home how do you keep your cool we'll ask her yes it's grow lincoln 1499.3 klin robin eshelman of eshelman commercial real estate and dave albers of the albers company this segment is possible today because of service master professional building maintenance University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business and a new sponsor, Trans World Business Advisors. Selling your home if you're going through a crisis situation. We want to talk a little bit about how to keep you cool during these right. super life events here. Tammy Lambie from Woods Brothers is in. She's also the outgoing president of the year for Realtors Association of Lincoln. Um, spent a lot of volunteer time the last 12 months. Thanks for doing that for our organization. Yes. Oh, my, the pleasure's been mine. It's been a, a fun year. I still have a couple more months, so on the downward slide here. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. Well, we are aware there are several situations where homeowners might be selling under duress, and we'd like to go over these possible scenarios and how to stay calm and make wise decisions. Well, the number one thing I always encourage anyone going through a stressful situation is to find a realtor to help them through that. Our job is to remove that emotion and do everything that's factual and to help people through this transition. Hey, I've got a question for you. You know, you've been doing this for several years. I, I, I know that. Uh, what personally was maybe one of the most difficult situations you've seen? Oh my goodness. Probably the standards. Uh, you deal with divorce. You deal with job changes. Death can be a challenge. It gets really sticky when you have someone who did not do any planning or it was a sudden death. Right. Those are very, very challenging because many times you have four, eight, six children involved and everybody has to sign off on it because the estate planning was not taken care of. 
I can imagine that would be very difficult. It, it is. And you have one person who wants to really sell the home, and you may have children here in the city, and you may have others who are out of state. But everybody has to sign off, and everybody has to agree, and the negotiations during that can be rather challenging. So estate planning is the one you probably see the most of of the, you know, there's this array of, um, you know, something that's court ordered or some disaster hits the house. Or, but the estate planning, which is preventable, is totally preventable. What, what and use. as long as people can do it. But when it's sudden or it's tragic, then that puts a whole different spin on everything. Right, exactly. And, and yeah. those those can be uh, rather challenging. Looking back on that, you know, work, working it yourself or watching the other realtors in your office handle these situations, what were you guys able to say or do that helped that client make a decision and push through to the finish line when it was really, really hard? The biggest challenge is you have to remain calm. The agent. The agent does. And so the agent just has to absorb that emotion. And many times I'll have a 20-minute conversation and have 10 words. People just need to, to vent. vent and to get all the emotions out. It's very emotional, especially when you're under duress or you're dealing with a lot of different items that may come up during selling. You know, that kind of brings up uh, another question is, you know, sometimes... Uh, there might need to be somebody who's a proxy or a trustee uh, taking care of sure, the sure. situation there. Or you'll just have one family member who has everybody's, you know, vote, for lack of a better word. It's got, that's got to be touchy to suggest that if they haven't thought of it yet. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so you go through all of that. And many times when people are transitioning from maybe selling their home and doing it to move to either assisted living or to some sort of facility, uh, and the parent is still coherent, that also, too, causes a little bit of rift, even though they might have a power of attorney or they might be the one who's in charge of everything. As long as they're competent, we still have to go through that party. So if they're not ready to sell, nobody can force them. So it, many times we come in as the disinterested third party because we have, we have, for lack of a better term, we have no skin in the game. Right. And so to us, it's, a, it's brick and mortar. To them, it's their home, it's their memories, and it's giving all of that up. It's just working through that and helping them understand this is what you can do to move forward. If uh, someone is out there faced with a situation right now, what can you tell them about the market itself that would reassure them there's probably a good buyer who's going to love your home? Right now, it's an interesting time. Uh, we're out of the, well, I shouldn't say we're completely out of, but two hours to sell your home is not very realistic at this point in time. But the house will sell. Yeah. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And it's helping people understand that, that it's still going to be there and you're still going to be able to sell. It might not sell in 12 hours, but it might sell in 12 days. And so, I mean, as far as that goes, it's just not the everything that's happened in the last two or three years is not sustainable. So now we're back to where we should be. It's yes. kind of back and, to normal. Yeah and, yeah. and people joke and it's kind of like describe normal, right? Yeah. But... For those of us who have been in the industry less than or more than five years, 
we understand that there's ebbs and flows. We remember normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know what normal is. So um, it's amazing that sellers, despite that down, the median close price is still up another 7% over it was a year ago. Really? Yeah, up yeah. to 271000 Even with the increased the supply and the higher interest rates. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we saw such a jump. And that's the other thing that consumers have to remember is that from three or four years ago, we, we've seen increases up in 20 and 30%. Right. So now if your house isn't maintaining that, you're still maybe 15 or 20% above where you were four years ago, which is a dramatic increase. Yeah. And so now if your house doesn't sell right away, and you do need to drop the price by maybe 1% or 2%, well, you're still 20% above still what ahead. you were four yeah. years ago. <laughs> right. It's helping consumers understand that, that maybe they weren't able or didn't sell right at the top of the market. But that's okay. Every every time comes around. You're still doing pretty good. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. You've been listening to Tammy Lambie, the outgoing president in a couple months of the Realtors Association and also with Woods Brothers. How do we get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach out and contact us at 402-434-3500. Thanks so much for your service, and thanks for sharing um, what to do during a really difficult emotional time. Absolutely. Coming up next, business theft, sex trafficking, and other crimes in Lincoln. We're going to be talking to uh, Officer, Officer Chad. Chad about some of the, the trends that, I hate to say the word trends, but some of the nefarious activities that the, the police are seeing on the, the business side of things. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. We're proud to bring you this show on 1400 AM, 99.3 FM streaming and podcast. Our shows can be found on the KLIN website and also... Um, on the Apple app. And this segment is possible today because of Lincoln Airport Authority, Charter Title, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. Hey, we've got an interesting guest right uh, now, Robin, don't we? Yeah, we want to talk about business theft, sex trafficking, just some of the weird garbage going on with business. So we're bringing like I said, <laughs> a great guest. <laughs> so we're bringing in an officer, Chad, to, from the Lincoln Police Department to talk about that. How are you doing today? I, I'm doing well. That might be one of the best intros I've ever gotten. <laughs> <Okay>. So, <laughs> Well, share some of the more recent business fraud or theft issues that the police have been called in to investigate in recent weeks or months. Well, when I got the list of questions, I did a little research. And Thank you. And the ones that I have found, honestly, to be the most prevalent or the most common, uh, altering time cards. Altering oh, time altering cards. Altering time cards. I, yes. Folks I will, am aware of and they call the that police. happening to somebody. Oh, yeah. Well, because well, it could be it a can lot be a of money. a significant number, yes. Yeah. Um, when somebody alters a time card, they'll show that they logged in at, say, 7 in the morning and then not show up to work until noon. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so you big know, you're time looking, stuff. Yeah, that's five hours of wages in one day. And if this goes on for a few weeks or a few months at a time, it can be a fairly significant loss for an employer. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, another big one we see is in retail settings. Um, people will do returns. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But they'll do a fake return. Well, they're either, they'll either keep the item or they'll show they've done a return and then pocket the cash. Hmm. 
Um, now, those... I don't know how, how do you do that? Explain, no, explain no, don't, 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 <laughs> no, give, don't give him a formula, Dave. No. All right, I'm just joking with you. <laughs> <laughs> you got Dave thinking. No. <laughs> kind of I, I, I don't. <laughs> I hardly buy anything that's anybody returns. You know, you you don't return bread. So. <laughs> Some of these crimes that involve internal theft and fraud by employees are, you know, maybe what we might call white collar crime. There, yes. sometimes these are pretty sophisticated. So, what have you seen lately that maybe? Um, the big ones that I've seen, at least through the the incident reports that I was able to find. Um, bank deposits where mm. an employee will do a late night or even during the middle of the day bank deposit, they will either not deposit the entire amount. They'll skim, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars off of the, the deposit, pocket that, deposit the rest and hope that, you know, it's a small enough amount that the employer won't, won't notice or the entire bank deposit will just disappear. Oh, that's uh, wow! Yeah, which, which now that's and, a little chancy if you are it's a, a little brazen in a my criminal. mind. Criminal, yes. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that has to be with cash, then. Yes, uh, well, with cash, uh, checks. Believe it or not, a lot of people still use checks. Oh I, yes, I know. I don't remember the last time I've personally written a check, but a lot of people still do. Um, there are still a lot of employers that pay with a, a hard copy of a check as opposed to direct deposit. Um, you know, it, it they're out there. People can steal them, they can forge them, they can change the payee line fairly easily. Um, I, I think balancing a checkbook is kind of a lost art anymore, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. So, Nobody does that. Yeah. No. no. Yeah, unless so you're in your... property management, I'll tell you, you do it then. <laughs> we well, do it all the time. Uh, we, we've also had issues with property management where rent checks will come up missing or, or deposits yeah. will come up missing. So it happens. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Cyber threats. Cyber threats, yeah. We hear about this. Yes. Why don't you talk to us about that? And also, you know, this dark web thing and ID, ID theft. theft. Um, yeah. Yes, it's, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of terrible. Um, I've personally been a victim of it. Mm. Um, the way it happened to me, at least personally, is, um, believe it or not, I was riding my bicycle home one day from work, and my phone rang 37 times within 45 minutes to the point where my phone was unusable. Uh, it was my creditors calling saying that, hey, somebody's trying to log into your online account. Did you grant access? Well, if you make a mistake and accidentally press one or say, yes, I granted access, assuming it's a spouse or or, right. or, or one of your children, um, you can be out oh. tens of thousands of oh, dollars. No. Uh, luckily, I, I lost $100. Uh, my creditor was kind enough to, to um, I disputed the charge and they saw that it was fraudulent and I got reimbursed for it. Oh, good. But if you if you don't catch it really quick, it can be really difficult to get yeah. your money back sometimes. Um, a lot of times we'll see even, you know, the lottery scams are still huge. We see those year-round where somebody will send you an email and say that you've won a European lottery. Oh, for crying out loud. And you have to pay processing fees to sure. get your money and to get your prizes. Um, there is no lottery, no legitimate lottery that you would ever have to pay to get your winnings. It, it's just not the way it works. So don't go there, folks. Don't go there. Um, yeah. Now, the some of the foreign hack type things, Do you does the police get the foreign hack calls from businesses, or is that almost always an IT issue? Um, we do get those calls. Um, we have a technical investigations unit that investigates those quite a bit. 
Um, they can do things like um, they'll subpoena computer records. They can find out IP addresses. Unfortunately, a lot of times those IP addresses are from foreign nations to where we have very, very little we can do, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Um, those are usually some of the more outlandish schemes, though, where it's quite obviously a scam. Um, like a king. Or, yes. Or, you yeah. have a long-lost relative that's a right. king or yeah. you're a, a third cousin twice removed that was the Prince of Morocco that, that passed away. So mm-hmm. um, I would imagine that any of us have royalty in our family or bloodlines we, would we probably m- know about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. There's been a lot of attention for actually a lot of years on sex trafficking in Nebraska and around Lincoln. A lot of community education clinics. Are you tracking these numbers and are are we making improvements as citizens get more educated about this? Are those numbers going up or down? Um, I would say the numbers are staying fairly steady. Unfortunately, and I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit taken aback at how many um, instances there were when I was doing my research for today. Um, We are seeing victims as young as 11, 12, 13, 14 years old that, um, you know, they will meet somebody on social media on a phone or on a computer. Um, Somebody will pose as being their age or, you know, just, just a little bit older and entice them into sending pictures, um, meeting up. Once they meet up, they will coerce them into sex acts, things like that. And once they coerce them into one act, they will hold that over their head and basically uh, force Black, people blackmail into, them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's honestly a really depressing issue that we're facing. Um, there are steps that we're taking. I can't talk specifically about what we're doing, but I, I, I do want to reassure the city of Lincoln that we are actively um, investigating every one of these. Um, there are programs that are set in place um, to kind of combat this. It's a never-ending battle. I don't want to say it's a winning battle or a losing battle, but we're, we're certainly fighting the fight and we're doing our best. Um, I would also encourage anybody that believes maybe their children have fallen victim to something like this. If, um, if they see some abnormal behavior, you know, runaways, um, any unusual activity on their phones, on social media, reach out to us. If the very least, if we come out and we talk to you, we talk to your children, and we find out that nothing awful has happened, at least it lets your children know, hey, we see what's going on. We're, you know, your parents are paying attention. They we want care. what's best for you. Yeah. So, well, Officer Chad, thanks for coming in. Uh, sad to hear that that is happening in Lincoln, but we are a city of over a quarter of a million. So yes. I, you got to expect it. Got to expect some uh, of it. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, the bad apples show up, too. They sure do. When we come back, we are going to have a list of Facebook questions and answers. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Partner with us at Grow Lincoln, and we'll help you put out some podcasts. As a guest on our show, you have a built-in audience of thousands of people that will listen and we can push them out for you. Message us on Facebook or Twitter for more information. Uh, this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor, Evnen, Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. 
Dave, we sent, I call her Detective Deb from our company because Deb is able to like drive around with the questions that our listeners and Facebook fans have about construction projects in Lincoln. And she'll like walk up to the construction guy and the neighbors and just ask him what is, what's going on. Right. And so we were going to have her on the show today to do um, Facebook questions and answers about construction and development, but she got COVID this week. So bummer, <laughs> but well, she, <laughs> you and I'll do it. She wrote it up for us. So rather than have her call in and croak on the phone and cough, <laughs> we, we'll do it for her. <laughs> well, Robin, let's start up north. We had a, a question on Facebook from Kathleen uh, Weiser. Uh, what is the new construction on North 66 by Brandy's Pet Salon? Well, this is going to be clock. Tower Animal Clinic, and they will be relocating to that location. I think we've talked about this a little bit, and behind them will be a residential development uh, going on. Yeah, yeah, Clock Tower Animal Clinic, and, you know, they've made a couple moves over the years. They're actually coming from somewhere else on O Street. Um, building about 70th and O Street. A, yeah, building a big, huge building on 66th Street north of East Park. And then if you take the little access road behind that that runs along the creek, there's going to be some townhomes built back along the channel there. And those are going to be affordable housing with the option to purchase it once you get your feet financially on the ground and get stable. Yeah, well, that, that'll be a nice project for people. Yeah. Um, Havelock area, Robin, you've got something. While she was out doing the driving, Deb, Deb noted a new business at 6030 Havelock. It's called Peaked Curiosities. And Peaked is spelled P-I-Q-U-E-D. And it's a really classy looking um, antique store from looking at the... At the pictures on Facebook, it almost looks like a museum in there, like a Victorian museum. They just did a beautiful job of displaying antique furniture. Well, that's nice. Well, uh, up north, kind of northwest, I guess you'd call it, North 27th Street area. Actually, it's 2300 Wildcat, so it's a couple blocks to the west of that. A building permit was pulled, and... uh, Somebody was wondering what the construction was going on there. It's a 12,000-square-foot automotive sales facility, and that permit was $2.4 million, and it is going to be the Internet Car Lot is what they call their business. They have locations in Omaha and Council Bluffs. I have seen their uh, location in Omaha. Do you know a little bit about it? I just I just know that as the name says I, I i see they have a lot of cars available when you're looking up uh cars on the internet and literally they call it the internet car lot wow that's fascinating maybe that fills that gap too of you know i've heard about shortages of used yeah. cars around lincoln how tough that is maybe that'll help um tiffany phillips had a question on facebook about northwest lincoln she said she was wondering what is going in at the North Point development west of North Star High School. And um, Detective Deb said, I did not find a North Point development, but I found North Star Crossing development. The area closest to North Star High School that had activity on it will be called 
King's Ridge Apartments, and they are in the early stages of phase one. There will eventually be retail and residential in that development. Now, um, North Star Crossing, that might refer to that Omaha company that's been trying for several years to build retail along right along yes. North 27th. And then there's the apartments, of course, that Deb mentions behind that. And, you know, I would just say the North Star Crossing is listed for sale yeah. on our multiple listing. The whole entire thing is. Well, we'll see. See what, what ha- see what happens see what there. Happens I just, the you know, basically, there's just nothing to announce at this point yeah. in time. Uh, not too far from the airport, Tim King on Facebook. What's going up behind the Dollar Tree store off Northwest 48th Street, north of uh, Lincoln uh, Northwest High School? And a commercial broker Todd Lorenz thinks it's apartments or Sonic. Well, Todd, you were right. There's going to be a Sonic in that area. Yeah, and I had uh, I had someone on Facebook yesterday that tried to send me a f- well, she messaged me that there's a Sonic going up. Yeah, and she had taken a a photo, and it was she was shouldn't have been doing it while she was driving, and she apologized for how bad it was and said she was going to go back and take another one for it. I was oh, like, wow. oh, what a devoted like fan that yeah. she's willing to drive back there a second time just to get a better picture of a Sonic. <laughs> so good for her. Um, southeast down at 91st and Van Dorn, there's some construction there and a building going up at 91st and Van Dorn that looked like an office building. So the question, of course, what is that? It is offices for Iron Gate, which yes. is a residential construction. Or is it residential and commercial construction company? I know it's residential for sure. Yeah, uh, there's one that's called Iron Hide. That oh, that's what be, I'm mixing up. Uh, you might be confusing. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. We need to take a break, but when we get back um, after hearing from our sponsors here, we've got businesses opening, closing, and moving that we will be announcing. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made and if I had it's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Send us your construction pictures of development you see around Lincoln and you aren't quite sure what it is. We will check it out for you. Uh, this segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Francesca's has um, an, pulled a building permit for Gateway Mall. This is a women's clothing store or yes. or young women's clothing store. It's maybe the way I would characterize more, it. More, yeah, I, I would agree with you, and Robin. It's not like the, you know, stuffy, boring career clothes. It's more the fun stuff. Um, and that's an interesting story. It used to be at South Point. Yeah, I remember it that being down. out at South Point years ago. And, I don't uh, even think been, it was that long. Well, I don't know how long ago. I'm saying I remember being out there because I have a daughter. Yes. And uh, she, would, she would shop would go, there. She would go in there and take a look at things. By the way, this building permit, uh, fairly substantial, $225,000. A quarter rather. of a million dollars. Yeah, almost. Yeah. 
uh, talk about Gateway. Five Guys Burgers at yeah. Gateway. Closed for good. They still have one location, though, at 27th and Pine Lake. They do. And if you remember, their original location was in downtown Lincoln. Long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I believe that was the first one. Uh, I always liked their always liked their food. Yep. So, yep. Uh, let's jump to the Telegraph District area. Noonie's Homemade Fudge is opening this fall in, I call it the Lincoln Journal Star Building at 21st and N, which is 200 South 21st Street. $65,000 for fudge. Yeah. That's, that's what the construction costs are on that. Yeah. I just, and uh, we kind of had to put two and two together there, Robin, didn't we? Because uh, we, we knew about Noonie's, but we didn't know precisely, uh, you know, what their building permit was, and when their building permit came out, it just said small fudge shop. Also, ENA Consulting Group is going to the Telegraph District. They are. It's like right across the street from them. Not too far. $800,000 building permit. Yeah, that was, that was a lot, a lot more than the fudge. That is significant. Of course, this is for offices, and those, those cost quite a bit to, to put in. Schilling Bridge, <laughs> I keep saying that wrong. Schilling Bridge Restaurant closed in Fallbrook. Zipline Tap and Grill is going to replace them. They are opening a tap room. They will have a chef with local food. Um, they used to have a location out near Westo at 2100 Magnum Circle, and they did close that, I think probably partly because of this. They you know, said they were going to move. Um, they also have the Beer Hall in Village Gardens and two locations in Omaha. Robin, this is another uh, entity, and we talked about this on uh, Thursday, uh, that started in Lincoln and uh, ended up uh, expanding into other cities. Other cities. Omaha being being the one in this particular case. Bringing some dollars back to Lincoln. 525 North 48th Street. So this would be near... This is about uh, uh, like about R, 48th and R Street. R Streets. There's kind of a rectangular building uh, there on the west side of the road. I remember uh, it used to be Risk Gade Insurance, and I only I just thought that was a perfect name for somebody in insurance. Anyhow, what's going in there now is United Dance Collective. And they are doing uh, a little dividing of the showroom area and uh, and making two practice rooms and putting in an ADA uh, restroom. $90,000 for that uh, construction work. On the northwest corner of 70th and Havelock, there used to be a gas station there. Tacos Las Hermanos is doing $300,000 worth of construction work. Yes, they are. Uh, I was going to say, Robin, that was a building I sold years and years ago. I remember that. And it was, a, as you mentioned, it was a convenience store and a subway. That's right. Yeah, yep. there was a subway there. Um, Golden Corral up on North 27th knocked down flat. The site was sold to Panda Express. Mm, isn't that interesting? Huh. Well, that, there you go. That is. Well, Robin, we need to wrap it up. Thanks a lot for listening to our show today. Send us photos of businesses opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or Twitter.